Donnie Darko, minute 10. Don't ask me What you know is true Don't have to tell you Hello and welcome to the Donnie Darko Minute, the only podcast, best, the only and best podcast that dissects every single strange bunny on a golf course minute of the cult classic movie Donnie Darko. With me is Angelo Natoli. Yo, yo, yo. And I am Paul Kelch. And uh, Angela, what do we have on this minute? All right, so this minute opens up with Donnie continuing to sleepwalk down the stairs of his house and ends with him meeting our friend Frank for the first time on a golf course. Interesting place to meet a bunny rabbit, I guess. An evil-looking bunny rabbit. An evil six-foot-tall bunny rabbit. All right. So, yeah, so we continue, you know, with Donnie walking down the stairs. Nothing much. I really do like the shot, though, of him as he's walking out the door. He, you see him from really like you know his perspective walking towards the front door. Then the camera tilts up, and yeah. then we don't even see him walk out. You just see the door close behind him. Yeah, um, pretty, Richard you know, talks about that. He uh, he says that that in the commentary with Kevin Smith that that's called a fixed shot, and that uh, he I don't understand some cinematography terms, so I didn't really get a lot out of what he was saying about it. But that it was a conscious decision to shoot it like that, and I guess it worked out because you're certainly appreciating yep. it. Yep. Yeah, he walks. Donnie also walks past his uh, dad, Daddy, there sleeping on the couch now. Yeah, I mean, and this is only moments after he was wide awake watching Dukakis and Bush. So I think this is an effect of the power of the the Deus Ex Machina. Yeah, the uh, our time traveling friends that we don't see. Yeah. Uh, we also get a nice shot of that chandelier I like so much. You get a clearer shot yep. of it from below. I'm sure you appreciated that. It's a very fine chandelier they have. They have very nice shrub- shrubbery, too. Yeah, but, well, like we said, you know, they're they're not cheap, these Darkos. Yeah, they're definitely getting gardeners to maintain that. Yep. And then, you know, not until really watching this again did I just, like, realize that... Donnie isn't in front of his house when he meets Frank. Yeah, no. Um, so when it fades from Jake Gyllenhaal's face to Frank the Bunny, time is actually passing because now he is down the road some far bit away at the golf course. Yeah. Um, and let's talk about, you know, Frank the Bunny a little bit. Yeah. Uh, so you don't really get to see a lot of him here. You just see a creepy, uh, just a little more than a silhouette, really. And he's basically uh, Donnie's guide. He's through this entire movie, pretty much. Yeah, we'll find out later the term manipulated dead, and that is what Frank is. Yeah, the manipulated dead, basically, they, they're like all-powerful beings in the Tangent universe. And their whole thing is to basically guide uh, Donnie, who is now the living receiver. Yeah, we're getting pretty out there, boys and girls. We are, we are, as we said in the last episode, we are officially in the Tangent Universe. Yep. And that's when things are going to start getting real for the movie. Yeah, so uh, the Living Receiver is basically, he's the, the time traveler, basically. He has to, you know, fix the universe before 
Well, no, he's not the time traveler. He's the tool of the, time, the tool traveler. Of time traveler. There you go. The manipulated dead actually are time travelers. So I'm going to read another excerpt from chapter 10 of the philosophy of time travel. It is entitled The Manipulated Dead. The manipulated dead are more powerful than the living receiver. If a person dies within the tangent dimension, they are able to contact a living receiver through the fourth dimensional construct. The fourth dimensional construct is made of water. The, the manipulated dead will manipulate the living receiver using the fourth dimensional construct, see appendix A and B. The manipulated dead will often set an insurance trap for the living receiver to ensure that the artifact is returned safely to the primary universe. If the insurance trap is successful, the living receiver is left with no choice but to use his fourth dimensional power to send the artifact back in time into the primary universe before the black hole collapses upon itself. So we haven't seen the... Artifact, artifact yet but uh so pretty much yeah the the whole plot of the rest of the movie is all to manipulate donnie into doing what needs to be done to save the world to save the world so no character is to be trusted from this point onward no character has yep. free will the only person that is actually i guess you could really even say like a person is donnie yeah this is a this, this is, is where the movie gets you know confusing if if uh if People walk out of the movie theater by now, you know, it's it's understandable. <laughs> and it's an ingenious crutch. Um, not that Richard Kelly needed it. He's a super talented writer. But if anything doesn't make sense or there's plot holes or anything, you just yep. write it off. Manipulated yep. living, manipulated dead. Yeah, that's time travel. You don't worry about it. That didn't happen, really. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, uh, it doesn't matter that they acted crazy. It's okay. And uh, I believe uh, we get a couple of words from, I don't know if it's Frank, really, that's speaking to him or if it's... The voice of the uh, others. Yeah. I'm, and we're not sure what they are. The only thing that Richard stresses a lot, I hear, is everything is technologically based. So it's not magic. It's all science. Pseudoscience. Yeah. So Frank keeps beckoning him. Yeah. It's just like, come closer, keep coming. So, you know, you're following the rabbit. So, yeah, we hear uh, the creepy voice of Frank or the others say 28 days and six hours. And uh, that's where we end this minute, actually, and a uh, little bit of a cliffhanger. What happens? Yeah, so uh, since we know that, that the Tangent Universe can only be sustained for a couple weeks, we get the idea that 28 yeah. days is how long the universe has left. Jake also made a conscious decision that whenever he's in these trance-like states to blink as little as possible to add on the creepy factor. Speaking of the creepy factor, as he's, when he sees his uh, new friend... We get another uh, creepy Jake Gyllenhaal smile. I think that's two so far for this movie. Yeah, I think he's smiling because he wants to serve his purpose, you know? Yeah. So he's he's happy. He's doing what, what he wants to be done. Also, I mean, he's also, you know, technically to him, I think he's still just sleepwalking. This might all be a, a dream to him as far as he knows, you know? Yeah. But I, I, I subconsciously, though, I think he's, yep. he's doing what, what they want him to do. Uh, also, I'm a little upset as we're Googling this, I found you can find some pretty affordable, um, Frank the Bunny costumes on eBay. And growing up, I always wanted to be him for Halloween and it was always way too expensive for a teenager to Yeah, this definitely. Costume. But I'd always love it, you know, driving around on Halloween, seeing like some of the older kids or maybe even some parents, you know, walking around with their kids dressed up and always, I always seem to find at least one person that. At least try to do a Frank the Bunny. Yeah, that's yeah. great. Um, and I'm just like, you're cool, man. You're <laughs> cool. 
Another a cheap, a way cheaper Halloween costume is you just be Donnie when Donnie's costume for Halloween. We get into it later, but it's super easy. It's just a skeleton outfit with a hoodie. There you go. Who are you? Some lazy trick or treater? No, man, I'm Donnie Darko. You know, but most people will be like, all right, at least he tried. But the people that get it, you know, they're instantly cool. They're in the club. Yeah, they're in the club. Oh, yeah, and I almost forgot a very important part. As Donnie's sleepwalking past the fridge again, he grabs the marker off the uh, whiteboard that's on the fridge. Yeah, that that's going to uh, be important later on. Also, yep. if it's not clear that, enough... That actually kind of, you know, leads to the whole thing that he's being manipulated by these other... Yeah, because he at, just grabs that. Why would anybody just grab that, you know, if he didn't think that he might need it for something? Yeah, and uh, also, if it's not clear enough that time travel... Time, time travel is occurring or is important in this version of the movie. In the director's cut, Richard actually cuts in audio from a 1950s girl singing the Star Spangled Banner, and he wanted to show that it, you know something was amiss in time. 1950s is that from like you know the Korean War there from Eddie and Ooh. Dukakis there back when they were in the war. See, I'm telling you, my theories—they're not so crazy. <laughs> All right, but yeah. Paul, I think um, we're running out of content for this episode. <laughs> but if you thought our episodes were too short, don't worry, guys. We're in the tangent universe now. This is where all the theories and f- debates will start. So yeah, so we're, don't worry. We're gonna we're gonna hopefully not make them too much longer. You know, where you're gonna be sitting there for like an hour, just like screaming at us, like, "No, you're wrong." But I, this I is what's happening. Definitely doubt we'll have any more uh, sub ten minute episodes. Yeah. And who knows, if you guys like the sub-10 minute episodes, uh, let us know, you know? Yeah, maybe we'll keep them short and sweet. All right, so yeah, I think that's about does it for this minute. So uh, if you guys want to reach out to us on Twitter, it's at at DonnieDarkoMin. You can reach me on Twitter at PaulieK, K-A-Y-85. Angelo, where can they find you? You can find me at HelloJello, Jello spelled like my name, G-E-L-O. All right, and I think that about does it, guys. Uh, Check back with us next week, please, and uh, please don't forget to rate us on iTunes and your podcast of choice, you know? Yeah, we made it week two. We out. We could fly